0: Story. Story is a little more slow Um Little boy who must have been doing something. Uh, his dad went out uh, to put the chains on the tires of of, uh, of their car, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he went up to his mom and said, "Hey, mom, can I go help dad put the chains on the tires? I know all the words to use." <laughs> Example, rather than just by like being told. And as we're getting into this, this passage, and really over the next um, three or four weeks, um, um, Paul is getting into some relationships. <clears throat> and what he wants us to do as Christians is to be an example to the, not just us, but to, for the world to look at in the way we have these relationships it needs to be an example for people to see and to make them say, I want that. So we're, we're going to look at, uh, first of all, the relationships of husband and wife. What is that supposed to look like? I'll read the passage here in just a second that we're going to get into next week. Um, you know, the the next thing is is children. How should children o- obey their parents? What, how should they act with their parents? And the, the next one is, and what I say is, it's really Paul looking at a, a relationship with um, uh, if you will, an employer, an employee, you know, a business relationship. It's, it's set in the, the context of a master and servant. But when you look at it, I really believe what Paul is saying is this is how you need to act with when you have a Christian or non-Christian uh, employer and you are either you are working for someone that is either Christian or non-Christian. How should you act in that relationship? Let me, um, let me read, we're going to look at husbands and wives. I'm going to read this passage. It says, um, verse, verse, I'm sorry, it's uh, Ephesians 5, starting in verse 22. So if you are not there, Ephesians 5, verse 22. It says, Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, notice if you, um, this might be in like um, all caps or something, this is a quotation. Mm -hmm. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become flesh. One flesh. Look at this. Verse 32. The mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. I'm going to read that one more time. The mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Now, I mean, again, just by way of introduction, um, what what I really would like to do, excuse me, I I I I almost have two messages in this, all right? Um, Because the way Paul puts this, this here, there is a theological side to this. The mystery is great, but I'm speaking in reference to Christ and the Church. Right after he quoted from from Genesis, he was talking about Adam and Eve. So there's a whole theological side the, the whole idea of why, how are we the, the bride and body of Christ how do how did, how does it, why did God in the first place put Adam and Eve on the earth because that's what Paul says I'm speaking about, about Christ in the church so there's a whole theological side to why Adam and Eve why marriage Why are we supposed to be this new bride of Christ? Okay, there's a theological side. There's also a very practical side. Today, I was going to give the more practical side and give the theological justification later. But um, let me just let me just say this: This is something that the Lord has been working and talking to me about for probably at least a year, maybe between a year and two years, some of these ideas of of how are we the bride of Christ. And uh, let me take that one step further because I want to explore this um, in the next couple of weeks as we we go through this. You know, um, it says, as I mentioned, I'm going to mention this verse again, um, it's a mystery, but I'm speaking of... Christ in the church, and then it goes on into uh, chapter 6, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And what I, what I see right now in the church, not just in this church, but in the church as a whole, uh, is that uh, we don't have enough kids. And I'm not talking about kids here. I'm talking about spiritual kids. The church, I believe, in the last, you know, the, the, the recent numbers are the church across the United States is down by about 30%. 30% pretty much since COVID has evaporated. Lots and lots of churches have closed in the last several years. Lots and lots and lots of them. Um, I think I might have mentioned, that I was talking to a pastor up in New Hampshire Um in January, and he said, Yeah, there, there were like three other churches in my town, and they're, mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore. We're the only one left. And churches have closed all over the place, which, which tells me there's not enough spiritual kids. Mm-hmm. How do we have spiritual kids? There is a husband, there is a wife, right? We know how it works in the natural. How does it work in the supernatural? We're going to talk a little bit about that? Okay, that's part of the um, theological side. That I also want to get a little bit more into the practical. All right, so let me let me just try to um, let me let me just try to finish up with this. Okay, um, we're going to look at how a marriage. It's not the entire package, but Paul addresses wives, which I believe there's a reason he addresses wives first. All right, It's a theological reason. It's not just okay, not just a practical reason. I believe it goes back to Genesis 3. Okay, He addresses wives and how you should act with husbands. He addresses husbands, how you should act with wives. And I believe the reason he does this, one of the, the big things, is that we have to be an example. We have to be an example. Okay? Because what he wants, what really, is what God wants for us is for someone on the outside to be able to look at our marriage relationships and to say, I want that type of relationship. Not just in my not just in their marriage, but I w- it should be an example of the relationship they have with God. So'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this one last thing and, and close. As we get into this topic, okay there, there's a story about Jesus that um, remember that uh, a bunch of the religious leaders bring um, him a, a lady who is caught in adultery. Right, and he bends down, writes in the in the dust, and, and uh, he says, "You who ha- was without sin, cast the first stone." Okay, there are there are no stones up here. All right, there's no stones up here. All right, I i not I am not as we go into this. I'm not saying to any of us, "Look, you better get straight. You better get right." Your, your, your relationship's a mess, all right? That's not what I'm saying. But what as a good coach, I would like to come along and say, look, none of us are to the level that we need to be. all right? I'm not. I would bet none of you all are, but we can do better. Yes, we, can. we can do better. We can take a step up. you know we can, we can, we can maybe a baby step, maybe a big step, but we can all take a step up. We can all do better. Now I also want to say this, there's grace. There's, it, uh, We're going to talk about husbands and wives, but let me tell you what. It's not just about if you are married or not married. All right? It's not just about the married. If you are a man, this is what the representation you need to have. If you are a lady, this is what you need to be doing, whether you're in a married relationship or not. This is what you need to be doing. This is how you need to act. Okay, We're also going to deal with a little bit... Um, not all marriages are made in heaven, and God has grace for that. All right, we're going to talk about the theological significance with with some of that. Because I'm not as we as we get into it, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes up. What about abuse? And what about this? And what about that? And I was, you know, God. God is bigger than all of that. Alright? And there's a lot of, uh, there's a whole, whole lot of grace there. Okay? Mm -hmm. And um, and I'll just, let me just throw throw this out there and I can show you the the scriptures. Um, Because, you know, some people, some marriages don't work. Alright? For for one reason or the other. Alright? And I'm not, not um, there's no condemnation because when you look at Scripture, a lot of you may not realize that God, God, the Father, is a divorcee. I can show it to you, and actually, one is really, really clear, and it looks like there is actually two. Thank you. <laughs> right. so all, all that all that to say look there is grace here and God knows us yes. alright so, so there's no rocks being thrown okay just encouragement and grace and I want us all no matter where you are in your relationship whether you are single or married whether you've been together and you know it's you like, well, we are lifelong buddies and partners or, you know, things are just not quite so good, okay? We can all take a step up, all right? We can all get better and a little bit you know, more more like Jesus and more like what the bride of Christ should be, okay? So, different day, but, you know, praise God. With <laughs> okay. you is glorified. Uh, let me let me pray for you. And as, as always, if you need specific prayer for something, and um, uh, also, you know what? I'm I serious when I said earlier, be hungry. And if you if you need a drink, that's what this that's what this altar's for. Some of y'all remember that song uh, from back in the '90s, probably. <laughs> All right, let me pray. Lord, thank you for each person here. Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity just to give you praise and glory. I I, I pray that we we can do that more. That, that that every it's not we don't have to dig deep into the Word every single time. That we can just get together and praise you and worship you and give you honor and glory. Um, and Lord, you've done so much in all of us, and I know we. We're just in here saying, "You're so faithful. You're so so faithful, and we're so grateful." Lord, I bless each person here, those who are online. Lord, I thank you so much for them. I pray that you'll go with them, that uh, everything that they put their hands to would be blessed, that you'd protect them as they as they go. Be there, go before them, and be their rear guard, Lord. That um, that every every step that they take, every time they go out in their car, uh, wh- what, whatever they're doing during the day, whether that's at work or at home or, or uh, uh, just being on the street or in the in the um, store, that you would go before them, Lord, that you would protect them. And Lord, we pray for um, opportunities uh, for all of us to, to share who you are, to share your good news, to share your... Um, what you've done in us. And Lord, we thank you and give you praise and glory. And um, just bless you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.